I'm Dustin Williams, and this is Old Man Style Cards, a podcast about trading cards. I started in the hobby in 1987 and just jumped back in. I'm here to talk about junk wax and throwbacks, what's changed, and some tips and tricks to help you better understand the hobby. New to the hobby, just jump back in, I'm here to help you. New episodes every week on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you stream podcasts. Hey everyone, this is Dustin Williams, and welcome to episode four of Old Man Style Cards podcast. Thanks for joining me, and I hope you're doing well. Today, we're going to go through uh, a set that I collected uh, over the weekend. I was talking about this, I think, a little bit on the last podcast, and that is the 1990 Pro Set Series 1 and Series 2. I was on on the search for Santa Claus, and I'll talk to you a little bit about uh, what I learned and the fun along the way with the 1990 Pro Set Series 1 and Series 2. Going to talk a little bit, this is just random, but I saw this as I was on social uh, this this past week too that kind of hit me and talk a little bit about collecting as a kid and collecting now and how that might look differently back in the 80s uh, and, and early 90s when I was doing it and how it looks today. And then we'll also talk about Fred McGriff being uh, inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame and how that will impact some things. And uh, there's a card show in Raleigh on Saturday, and we'll talk a little bit about that. So let's dive on in uh, to the first topic, which is Pro Set 1990 Series 1 and Series 2. So uh what i what i do if you if you don't uh follow my instagram page it is old man style cards and that is uh on instagram old man style cards also on facebook at old man style cards and if you haven't followed that you'll probably see a little bit about um the wax boxes that i do collect it's a, it's a little bit of a, a strange hobby uh oh god strange just a little bit of a, a hobby where i just basically go through and um, basically, I'm on the hunt to collect every single box from the junk wax era, and then if other boxes come along, great. But I'm really trying to secure almost every box from like 1987 to 1994, and that includes uh, every sport and even, um, I want to say every non-sport, but I'm going to try to get a few non-sports along the way, like the Nintendo cards that I've seen. Say by the Bell. I really like those cards. The Simpsons, and uh, there's a there's a '90s hip hop. There's a music one that's pretty cool with Vanilla Ice and Run DMC and some other fun cards in there. So it's a long rabbit hole that I'm going down, but I'm also a pretty good start so far. But I've really hit uh, a majority of the cheaper wax boxes as I started to look at the cost of a 1990 Leaf Series Two or '89 Upper Deck. Um, that's a little bit out of my price range and not sure how I'm going to pull the trigger on those um, just yet, but probably the biggest box I'll get will be the 89 upper deck. But yeah, make sure you're following on uh, Instagram to kind of see these boxes in person besides just hearing about them. And then whenever I open a box, I always take a picture of usually like my top 16 or top 12 cards from that box. And so I posted uh, all that this past weekend if you want to see those cards in person. So diving into the 1990 Pro Set, I I collected some of these cards, but I, I didn't really have many of these cards. And the ones that I do, which is very few, um, are in rough shape. So I actually have a Deion Sanders, but it's in pretty rough shape. And so 
getting a crisp new Dion and seeing these other cards in person uh, is pretty exciting. And so, uh, yeah, so I got two boxes uh, on eBay uh, during Black Friday, and both the boxes shipped uh, were $50 total. Um, so there is a way to enjoy the hobby. So let me kind of encourage you. There is a way to enjoy the hobby um, and make it affordable. So don't let people discourage you when they say, oh, cards are too expensive or um, the hobby is just crazy. Uh, depending on what you're doing with the hobby or how you explore it and what kind of limits you set with yourself, you can enjoy it. Um, and so follow my page, listen to this podcast. I'll give you some tips along the way to, enc- to enjoy the hobby um, at a budget. But as you can see, I'm not a huge spender. So yeah, so I got two boxes. Basically comes out to be probably $20 per box is what you're probably going to see at a card show. You, you might could catch a pro set for 15 in person, but majority of these are, are really popular. And sometimes it's like trends in the hobby, but I noticed like the 1990 Pro Set Series 2 box got really popular uh, in a post that I saw about maybe two weeks ago on my Vintage Wax and Packs Facebook group. And all those boxes sold out like crazy, actually inspired me to get them. And then I went on eBay, and like the average price of the Pro Set box on eBay, um, the current comps right now are around $30 a box and, and more, and people are paying that. And so um, just kind of just navigate around if you're looking to pick up a 1990 Pro Set Series 2 box or Series 1 or both like I did. Uh, just take your time. I, like I said, I, I like to try to find somewhat of a deal. And so knowing that there's millions of these boxes uh, around and seems to be a lot of them still around out there. They're not rare. And most of the cards that you'll get out of these packs, um, the way they're printed, they're not always in the best shape and some centerings off on some of these. And uh, you're not always going to pull some of these inserts, which we'll talk about. So yeah, excited to get both of these boxes um, and I bought from this guy and they came really well shipped. Um, and so happy to get them and got those and opened them this past weekend started. I was going to start with the series one, but I got so excited. I wanted to open the series two first. And, um, let me rewind for a second too. The, the series two, series two and series one boxes. We, I do not remember when I was collecting, going into a card shop and going, um, do you have the Series 2 box? Uh, yeah, let me get the packs from there. Um, I know that inserts in there. Like, we weren't talking about inserts. We weren't talking about Series 2 and Series 1. At least I wasn't um, And when I was in the hobby back in the late 80s and early 90s. Um, and so going back and collecting now, which I, which I just started doing, I, 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 t- I didn't even know, like, like at first when I started buying boxes, and this is a good tip too, just be careful if you think you're buying a box that has a certain insert in it. So like if you're looking for the Michael Jordan baseball card from Upper Deck, make sure that you're buying the, the right box. Because if you buy uh, Series 1, he could be in Series 2 or vice versa. Um, and in the situation that I'm doing with trying to find the Santa Claus card, which is one of the fun inserts, he's not in the series one, he's in the series two. And so, um, I, I, I did like the innocent thing. And this is like, like I'm doing this podcast for, for the average collector. I thought like the inserts were in all the packs. It, it wasn't just in series one or series two, like into my knowledge going in, it was the same thing. Um, and or maybe you know the series two maybe had different cards, but I didn't realize like there's certain ones that are in each box. And again, that that's that's my uh, 
you know, transparency and fun about this is like, I don't know everything. Uh, I think sometimes card uh, shop owners or at card shows, uh, they, they may think you know, and you don't. And a lot of times if you're just jumping back in or if you've been in this, you may not know what's in each box. Always good, too, to do a little research before you buy a box. That's what I started doing now. I, I just I just go and Google search like 1990 Pro Set Best Cards or something like that or the best cards from each box and try to get a good game plan on maybe what's in that box um, and kind of figure out you know what I'm looking for so I don't get my hopes up um, and kind of know a little bit about a little bit more about the box. So yeah, started with the 1990 Pro Set Series Two. Uh, that's the yellow box and dived right into those packs. And those are in the packs like trash bags, so there's no gum in the 1990 Pro Set. Um, they're just little plastic little trash baggies that you would see like score baseball from back in the the 90s or 89 or whatever that you would see those little plastic wraps i actually do not mind they're not the prettiest looking but i don't actually mind those packs like the trash bag packs like those those are actually pretty cool um packs and so um they don't really bend the cards too much. You can kind of open those and get them open. So I went through that box um, and pulled some pretty cool stuff out of there. Um, unfortunately, I was going to say on this podcast, I did not pull the Santa. I was uh, really bummed uh, because, of course, I thought when I was going to pull the cards out of that box that when I pulled that, I was going to automatically get a Santa because I bought a Series 2 box. And like anything, you are not guaranteed anything when you're opening um, boxes of cards. And so in that situation, uh, I did not get a single Santa Claus in those 36 packs. But I did get an Emmett Smith rookie card, and I did get a Junior Seau rookie card, which are really uh, cool cards, especially that Emmett. I don't have either of those cards in my collection. Um, I got a couple other fun, you know, insert cards in that collection as well. And so uh, pretty fu- pretty fun box to open. Um you know, I was looking looking this up right here. Um, there's hologram cards. There are um, some crazy errors that are in this. Um, there's like a card talking about substance abuse <laughs> things that happen. It's a Dexter Manley card that had like substance abuse allegations on the back, and they had to like get rid of it. Um, let's see what else. Let me look through it right now. So yeah, so so yeah, there's some crazy cards in this set, but um, flipping over to, to Pro Set Series One, um, that was a fun box. And honestly, I would tell people this is probably my top ten, uh, got to be one of top ten favorite wax boxes to open. I mean, there between Series One and Series Two, there are some fun cards in there. Um, you know, you got everything from in Series One, you can pull out, you know, Bo Jackson, Mike Ditka. Uh, Barry Sanders, uh, a million Joe Montana cards. Um, and some of these color matches on these cards are really cool, but there's also like, um, there's like a robot called Super Pro that's in there. It's another fun insert. There's a Ludwell Denny um, uh, card that's in there. And uh, basically they, they got him like uh, as, as posed as the mock head coach of the New York Giants. Apparently a super rare card can get up to, uh, 1K or more for a, L- a Ludwell Denny card. I had no idea who the heck Ludwell Denny is. Google that. Learn a little bit more about this crazy set. There's a Lombardi Trophy Hologram card. It is a sweet card. 
Um, did not pull that. I've never never seen that card um, before. I've heard about it, but I've never seen it. Um, so that's what's fun. That's why I do this wax box opening, folks. Is like you can like you can like see some really cool stuff um, or stuff for the first time as you're going through a box like this. And so there's something to think about as you're going through these boxes. But yeah, when I did the Pro Set Series one box, I was able to get. Um, like I said, quite a few cool things out of that box and didn't get a Joe Montana base card, did get uh, two two of his uh, error cards that had um, the wrong passing numbers for Jim Kelly. Just learned about that card. Um, so if you're listening to this right now and you're like, man, I didn't know ProSet had all these error cards and cool inserts, uh, I just encourage you to uh, just jump in and uh, buy a box. Like I said, they're very affordable. And if you can pull out a uh, one of those hologram Vince Lombardi inserts that's in great shape or an Emmett Smith um, to the Santa Claus card, I mean, just, just check out the PSA 10 numbers on those. And um, they have a huge value to them. And so definitely check those out if you can. And so, yeah, that's the Pro Set cards um that i was talking about that are really cool and um so yeah so pro set pretty pretty sweet uh if you think of anything else you know message me let me know um if you've actually opened those as well switching gears to the next topic uh, i'm going to talk a little bit about collecting as a kid um and then influence and so i was thinking about this as i've been making this podcast is if I was collecting in the eighties and nineties, like I, like we we just collected for fun, you know. We didn't really care about the flip or the deal per se. And, and maybe maybe I'm one of the rare folks, but I know in my in my friend group and in my neighborhood and places like that. I mean, we were collecting and doing checklists and trying to collect as much as we can of a certain player. And the prices mattered, but uh, the 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 rhetoric was never like, oh, like I need to get. <laughs> this Mike Mussina, and then um, he's, he's the next one. I need to get this Mike Mussina, and then I'm going to sell it in a few years to get, you know, the next good player that's coming up or, or like, anything like that or, like, or even, like, when Greg Jeffries had that cool card in 89 and the 89 tops um, and taking that Greg Jeffries and then thinking in, like, 1992 or 93, like, that I'm going to sell that card and make more money, and like there was no, there was never that type stuff. I mean, the internet wasn't around, so there was nobody, I guess, in front of you or in front of your face telling you about the influence of cards and things like that. And so, uh, yeah, it's just it's just interesting. Like with this thinking about if I was a kid right now, I really think a lot of the flipping and almost not necessarily greed. I mean, it's cool to make a, it's cool to flip, it's cool to you know, make your cards, you know, work for you and, and, and somewhat treat it as an investment. But, you know, that's, that's all they know. If you, if you go, if you go on YouTube or if you are on Instagram or social media, anything like that, I mean, you're seeing a lot of the uh, folks that are basically saying, I've got $50,000 to spend at a card show and this is how I'm going to make it work. Um, and, and talking about big time cards, um, that they're buying that, you know, are like $2,000 or $200,000. And all of a sudden, you know, you, you think that's a reality, but really the reality is about that's, that only represents about less than probably 2% of the hobby that are talking about these big flips and these big trades and these big moves and things like that. And so 
it's very interesting what how I would how I would act if I was like an eleven year old kid in twenty twenty two right now. You know, would I be collecting to enjoy and put those cards in those notebooks and you know set up my own little card shops that I would do. Um, but I, but I really feel like when I was collecting, it was more about the trade and, uh, you know, trading cards with people and things like that and, and not really thinking about um, the pure, you know, trying to make money. Um, so I know kind of going back and forth on that, but uh, there's, something, there's something to leave you with as a thought, you know, has, has the hobby gone too far forward with trying to make money and people flying through packs and not actually even looking at the cards. They're just trying to find that purple prism or that variation and not really appreciating the product that comes out and, you know, things like that. Are they, are they understanding what they're actually opening? Um, are they, you know, like I said, are they really appreciating the hobby? Cause you know, I don't, I don't know. Like it's just interesting to think about as this hobby grows and moves are people really enjoying what they're doing? And I think the cool thing is people are being creative and they are, you know, they are going, you know, online and, they, and they're talking about cards and they're more present and more visual now. But yeah, it, it's just interesting. I, like I said, uh, this is something for you to think about. Try not to get too boomer or get off my lawn type moment with this. But I, I just, I just think like, you know, the purity of the hobby's gone gone a little bit away, but maybe that's what any old person would say, you know, looking back at the hobby to where it was. But I definitely think the innocence has gone a little bit and kids not really fully enjoying. They just want to make the money and not really enjoy the cards. And I'm not speaking for everyone. I just think the majority of the hobby is kind of in that point right now. So just a little thought to put out there. Um, switching gears, Fred McGriff. The crime dog, if you guys remember Fred McGriff, um, he just got elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame. And so his cards were more present and pictures of his cards last night and this morning than I've ever seen on social media in my life. It made me feel like I was walking through a card store with all the different pictures of Fred McGriff. And so congrats to the crime dog, Fred McGriff. Um, definitely, if you're looking for his rookie card, the 86 Don Russ box is going to be very popular. Um, I definitely want to get that box added to my collection. Um, but yeah, 86 Don Russ, uh, that Leaf Don Russ, either either variation of that card, the Leaf version or the Don Russ version, um, you could definitely see that card skyrocket a little bit from the side of him finally being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And so all my Fred McGriff fans, uh, dust off your cards. See if you got any around, and uh, yeah, just be excited that Fred McGriff is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, last thing I was going to talk about is there is a card show in Raleigh this weekend. It's um, it's facilitated and put on by Inside Pitch Promotions, and so they will be uh, in Raleigh by the fairgrounds. Uh, their show will be going from uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and their show on Friday starts at four o'clock. I was going to try to go to the show uh, on Saturday, but I can't make it. So I'll be out there on Friday, um, probably on Friday for a little bit. Um, so if you're out there, let me know. But I will be out there at the card show on Friday afternoon. 
So it should be a good one that this card show in Raleigh, North Carolina is all, all cards and should be a pretty big show and decent sized show. So happy to see that show uh, here in Raleigh. So if you're out there, give me a shout. Let me know. Message me. Let me know you'll be out there. I'd love to meet you in person. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much the majority of this podcast uh, for this week. I'll let you know um, when I go on Friday for uh, the next podcast I do, what kind of pickups I get. Um, and also stay tuned for a, a brief podcast that I'll do, talk a little bit about what I was helping a friend with recently. Um, he, has, he hasn't done cards in forever and was trying to buy some from his son. And uh, I'll give a couple of tips, tricks, and opinions on... Uh, protecting your cards and uh, if you're just trying to get you know like an eight or nine year old or you know your child into uh, liking cards where you could start how to protect those cards and what to do so thanks for joining me hope you enjoyed this podcast Um, share this with other folks Um, i'm going to try to get this on apple uh, podcasts apple apple music right now it's a spotify and anchor so i'm going to try to get those on Uh, another platform at least because I've had a few folks ask me if it's on Apple yet. So I'm going to work on that this week. And again, thanks for joining and I will talk to you soon. Have a great day, guys.